Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. The State of Recruiting is brought to you by 24-7 Sports and the Horns 24-7 Network of Podcasts. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast platform of your choice. We also invite you to listen to the other great shows on the Horns 24-7 Network, including The Flagship with Taylor Estes and Chip Brown and The Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rod Babers. Thanks for listening. Now on to the show. Welcome back to this week's episode of The State of Recruiting, your weekly Orange 24-7 recruiting podcast. I'm Mike Roach, and I'm joined, as always, by Nick Harris. And uh, we've got a big show. It has been uh, – we're recording this on Wednesday. It feels like this week has lasted uh, 30 days so far. Nick, how's it going? You couldn't have said it better. Yeah, for sure. I think I've gotten like a total of eight hours of sleep this week. But, hey, it's all in the all in the spirit of it, right? It's that time of year for sure. Um, it's a time of year where we're, we're getting down to crunch time uh, in the recruiting class. Signing day is coming soon. And uh, this year has just so happened to have been the craziest coaching carousel I think I've ever seen. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the transfer portal, the recruiting rundown. Of course, we'll get to our Texas high school football picks. Um, so let's go right into it. Uh, let's start with the portal. Um, because Monday was Portal Monday, and it got going, and it got going hot, hot and heavy. A lot of big names going in there, um, especially from Oklahoma, where uh, you know we'll get into a little later how that Lincoln Riley situation is going to affect recruiting. But when you look at Theo Weiss, Jaden Hazelwood, Austin Stogner, and a potential Marvin Mims entry, you're talking about four of the key pieces from one of the most explosive offenses in the country. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it caught everybody off guard, um, the uh, the move for Lincoln Riley to USC, including the players. And, you know, it, the transfer portal craziness that we expected to happen on Monday just amplified uh, with the coaching change um, uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, with all these players going in, and I expect more throughout the week, by the time we, you know, drop this podcast, I'm sure there's going to be one or two big, uh, big, more big names that are going to be coming out of Norman in the portal. So, it's it's a wild time, and it's something I I haven't seen, uh, and I don't think we've ever seen, just because of the nature of the portal today and the free one-time transfer rule, how that can you know change things. It creates a whole free agency here in college football, and creates a whole other aspect to our jobs too. So it's it's really interesting, and it's going to be wild at how it shakes out. Not only the Oklahoma guys; those are kind of the big stories because of the way Oklahoma's class is kind of going, but. There's some really big names just in general going into this portal. Um, of course, Texas has lost a couple. Avante Woodard, uh, the latest to go in uh, earlier this year, you know, uh, Terrence Cooks and, and Joshua Moore. And I would expect there to be a lot more portal, excuse me, portal movement from Texas um, for guys going out. It, you know, it seems like uh, Sark's really going to try to probably trim that roster and and have some frank conversations with guys about where things stand and uh, where their future is. But if you look at a, the 24-7 sports uh, transfer portal tracker, which I think does the best job, shout out to guys like uh, Chris Hummer and uh, and uh, and guys like that who, uh, who track this stuff for us. Um, 
if you look at that, some massive names in there. One name sticks out to me, uh, Jameer Gibbs, uh, the running back from Georgia Tech, who I got to see in high school at the All-America game. He was uh, a lot of fun to watch there. Um, and and now in the portal after a, a massive year at uh, Georgia Tech, you look at Zach Evans, Elias Ricks from LSU, uh, Dylan Gabriel from Central Florida. I mean, there are some uh, massive names. Jake Hayner just went in there. I think everybody thinks he's going back to Washington. Uh, but, yeah, this is going to be the season for it. And so, Nick, if you are Texas and uh, you've got your shopping list out here, where are you really looking for help in the portal? Offensive line, 1,000%. And I would probably say – a veteran DB next year would be very, very helpful. Um, it looks like they're going to have to kind of revamp in the secondary next year and having a veteran that can come in and not only be a leader, but be really good on the field. Uh, I think that's going to be crucial. Um, we'll see, you know, Jade Barone, uh, I believe Darian Dunn is back next year as well. So those are kind of some upperclassmen type guys, but, you know, to bring in, you know, some veteran experience in the secondary, I think would help a ton, but on the offensive line, I, that's the most obvious need um, bringing in, you know, a, a guy, whether it be from a power five school or from a G five who has played really well, um, you know, throughout his career and is looking for a new home. Uh, I think getting anybody, whether it be outside or interior, it would be beneficial at this point. Yeah, offensive line, a DB course. I think they're looking. They got to find some help at receiver there somewhere, and then uh, linebacker. Those are those are really the key parts. If you can find a guy, maybe look. Maybe you find a a, a Jameer Gibbs. If Jameer Gibbs wanted in, he, running back's not really a problem. But you you do have a, a need for a playmaker like him in this offense. But I think you've got to address those needs first and make sure you've done everything you can to check off. Uh, what you absolutely need before you go luxury hunting for a guy uh, like that. Um, I, I I would say that from what I've heard, this isn't going to be the last. This is just the first wave. Remember that we're going to see another wave after the bowl games. Um, and then, uh, well, I, I think we can see another wave after conference championship games this weekend. Another uh, That would be a smaller one. Another wave over after the bowl games. And then in spring of next year, we'll see a wave after spring practice. And so uh, this is just the, the first uh, the kind of the first uh, group of guys going in. Um, let's jump into a little bit of a recruiting rundown. The coaches are out on the road this week. It has been crazy. Um, you know, let's start with the with the coaching carousel stuff. Sunday, uh, the, the news broke that Lincoln Riley was leaving Oklahoma. Or USC. I think everybody had looked at LSU as the potential uh, suitor for, for Riley, and all of a sudden he's going to California. And with him, he's he kind of pulled out the guts of that Oklahoma program uh, on the way. I thought almost, I, I don't know if it was purposely as ruthless uh, as he did it, but man, it was pretty ruthless uh, the way it went down. Um, for Texas, they're trying to capitalize on that. And one big one is Kobe McKenzie, a linebacker from Lubbock Cooper, who has been committed to Oklahoma since he was a sophomore in high school. Texas moved quickly, got in contact, evaluated him, and uh, got a, a new offer out to him. And uh, Kobe is uh, has been has spoken very highly and very favorably of Texas. Talked to a source again this morning who still expects Kobe to uh, visit this weekend. So um, I think – for Texas, this is a an important player at position wise, finding that linebacker. Uh, but B, what a way to kind of uh, take advantage of your rivals, uh, your rivals' downfalls. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is a best case scenario uh, for Texas. We, me and you were just talking last week that we probably didn't expect uh, Texas to take any more high school linebackers in this class. And now we look up, Kobe McKenzie is on the board and, you know, a very high possibility. I mean, he's a guy we both already put crystal balls in for. Um, so, yeah, this is a, a dream scenario for Texas to be able to land a talented linebacker. Also from, you know, an area of the state where more and more talent is starting to come out of, especially, you know, with the 23 class looming, there's going to be a lot in West Texas. Um, but it, it's not only Kobe McKenzie, but Xavier Bryce, the athlete from Arlington Seguin, he's somebody that's going to be taking an official visit, not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, he'll be at Texas Tech this weekend, and then he'll come to a, for an official visit um, at Texas on December 10th. So they're trying to take advantage in multiple ways, um, and they're not the only school trying to do it. Um, you know, Kip Lewis is starting to hear from a lot of <clears throat> in-state schools um, and some of the commits have already, you know, uh, hopped off board, especially the ones out in Los Angeles. I think the only one in the Los Angeles area now that's still committed is DeAndre Moore. So, um, you know, that, that talented 2023 class that Oklahoma had, you know, a week ago has been completely gashed now and basically transferred over to USC. It's, it's an incredibly unfortunate situation for, you know, the, the people up in Oklahoma. And, um, you know, I, I would have to imagine they have to get a head coach in here really really quick just to kind of save face here before the early signing period and bring some of these guys back in. Um, because, you know, the longer they wait, I think the, the higher chance they have of losing, losing these guys before December 15th. Yeah. And it sounds like uh, I was perusing OU insider this morning and uh, looks like, I guess they're, they're expecting an announcement sometime soon. I know Brent Venables has been the hot name there, but yeah, they've got to, they've got to stop the leaks at some point. Um, for Texas also the mission this week, Find offensive linemen. Find them wherever you can go. Kyle Flood has been out and about. Uh, In-home visits are going on for all the staff, uh, but Kyle Flood has been all over. He is, uh, by the time you guys see this on Friday, he will have visited basically every big offensive line target on the board. Earlier this week, he was out at uh, an in-home with um, Arlington Bowie offensive lineman Devon Campbell, went to his basketball game. Uh, I was also at the basketball game and, and saw him and Coach Banks there uh, talking with, uh, with Campbell's mother. Um, I think they're they're doing a great job there. Talked to a source near Campbell um, and asked him, you know, if you had to put money on it right now, where what do you think? And, and they said Texas. So uh, I still think Texas is in a, in a really good position there. Um, and then it's about like, you know, kind of capitalizing on some guys who are out there, Malik Ogbo or Cam Dewberry, and then seeing if you could try to flip some of these other guys, Cameron Williams and, and Kelvin Banks, and uh, it stay working on those guys. I, a source I talked to at Texas told me we'll take as many of them as want to come. So um, I wouldn't worry about the numbers at this point. I think that they want to build this thing in the trenches as much as possible. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kyle Flood's been really active this week and going out and seeing his targets, uh, you know, across multiple states. You mentioned um, today as we're recording, he's out in Washington seeing Malik Ogbo um, on Thursday, seeing Cam Dewberry and Kelvin Banks as well at some point later in the week. I mean, they're going to do everything that they can to, you know, pull in these elite guys. You know, if I if I had to sit here and, you know, think about it right now, I think uh, um, Devon Campbell, as you said, probably a pretty good chance uh, Texas lands him. Um Cam Dewberry, I think it's going to be a fight between Texas and Texas A&M down the stretch. Uh, we'll see who has the better pitch. I think um, I think we're getting close to Cam Dewberry commitment time. 
uh, before he signs on December 15th. So that's going to be one to watch closely. Uh, you mentioned uh, Malik Ogbo as well. Um, you know, with the Oklahoma coaching change, that, you know, definitely helps Texas in that sense. But Auburn looked to be the, you know, prime competitor before then. And, you know, Texas has really made up a lot of ground. And if you've been paying attention to any of the uh, Derek Brown Instagram live sessions this week, Malik Ogbo has been a frequenter, uh, you know, throughout. So he's he's been getting acclimated with the commits as well. Um, and uh, you know, just kind of looking around the, the rest of the offensive line, being able to flip either uh, uh, Cameron Williams or Kelvin Banks. If you just get one of those guys, I feel like that's going to be a big win, you know, in state, uh, regardless of who it is. Uh, obviously, Kelvin would be the higher uh, higher talent level, and I think that would be the bigger storyline. But just getting one of those guys, I feel like, would be you know very beneficial for Kyle Flood, and just being able to pull someone away right before signing day. You know, that's something you want to see as a fan of recruiting um, and uh, a fan of recruiting um, from the staff. Let's go to wide receiver. Big blow to Texas class this week when five-star Evan Stewart committed to Texas A&M. Checked with a source early in the week, um, literally on the day he committed, who told me, you know, Evan's really confused right now. It wouldn't surprise me to see him, like, just push everything back and go to February and take his time. And then, lo and behold, out of nowhere, um, he commits to A&M, which uh, was kind of how I was always told it would happen, just kind of out of nowhere. If you recall the first time, it was kind of out of nowhere when he committed to Texas. Um, and so I think, uh, you know, for Texas, that's a huge blow. That's a guy they absolutely wanted. What's left on the board at wide receiver for them? Matthew Golden and, uh, and Saving Red are the in-state guys. Saving Red, a new offer. Um, and I think Texas can make a move there, although he is still uh, communicating with SMU where he was previously committed and TCU to the staff he was previously committed. And then can Texas close with Shaz Preston? And I think that's where we'll go kind of into our next coaching movement is everybody with Shaz Preston has been watching to see what's going to happen with the LSU job. Well, LSU made their announcement. They hired Brian Kelly away from Notre Dame. Can Brian Kelly and his staff mobilize on the ground quick enough to sign Shaz Preston and, and keep him home? Alabama's a big threat there. Georgia's been in the picture. Or can Texas make this furious push down the line with playing time to offer? And, uh, you know, Shaz did love a lot of what he saw about Austin and, and Steve Sarkeesian's offense. So wide receiver, I think, going to be one of the more fascinating uh, positions down the stretch. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious to see if the staff, um, you know, decides to pursue any other options because, you know, this 22 receiver class is actually pretty deep here in the state of Texas. There are some options. You would have to flip a guy, I think, at this point if you wanted to, uh, you know, go after. Um, but you look at guys like, you know, Jordan Neighbors from Rockwell Heath, DJ Allen from Gladewater, uh, even Major Everhart from Amarillo, Tuscosa. There's some definitely some uh, some options around the state that fit Steve Sarkeesian's offense. So I'm curious to see if they go after anybody else. But looking at the targets that are already on the board. You know, Matthew Golden, I, I feel like, you know, uh, Texas is in a really good spot there. They're going to host him for an official visit. Is that this weekend or next weekend? Uh, they don't have it yet. It's not going to okay. yet. Okay, gotcha. But they're expected to host him for an official visit at some point. Um, and uh, then you mentioned Savion Red as well. You know, I think if Texas can just get him on campus, I think that would be huge. Um, but I think the receiver class ends up shaking out, you know, in a, in, in a good state. Obviously, you would, you would have wanted uh, Evan Stewart. Um, but, you know, you take what you can get at this point and having a class with Brennan Thompson at the top and maybe, you know, Matthew, even if it ends up with Matthew Golden and Savion Red, I still think that's a pretty good take. Here's some other things to watch. I've heard that things aren't entirely dead with Armani Winfield. Um, there has been some talk back and forth between both sides. Winfield decommitted last week during the game. I think the way he decommitted wasn't great, and, and that 
that's kind of stalling a few of the talks between both sides. But there is still an option there uh, for Winfield as well. And then there, I think maybe you'll see them get active for guys in the second, what I call the second cycle after December's done, the push to February find some some backup plans one guy I, I guess i would keep an eye on is caleb douglas from fort ben hightower uh just decommitted from usc um interesting player a lot of uh, a lot of tools big physical kid but can also run a little bit so that's a guy you know there's a few guys i think um they might circle back to neighbors you mentioned is one of them so if those guys we'll, we'll keep an eye kind of on who doesn't sign in this early period and who could be up for grabs uh down the stretch all right, um, Nick. Anything else on uh, on the oh the big here's here's what we need do need to touch on quarterback Devin Brown. Um, it's been a back and forth battle. I think coming out of my trip to Utah, I really liked where Texas sat, and then then he visited Ohio State, had a really good trip there. But sources were telling me that um, you know the, the stacked room in Ohio State was kind of working against him a little bit. Well, Jack Miller, one of their quarterbacks, has already gone in the portal. Uh, Bill Karelik of, of Bucknuts.com, who does a fantastic job covering the Ohio State site, reported last night as we're recording this uh, a Tuesday night um, that, A, the in-home visit between Ryan Day, the staff, and Devin Brown couldn't have gone better, and that, B, they are expecting uh, a little more attrition out of that Ohio State quarterback room, whether that be Kyle McCord or Quinn Ewers. Um and if that does happen, it really opens things up for Devin Brown and I think makes Ohio State a very deadly, deadly uh, opponent for Devin Brown. Texas will get the chance to fire back. They sent A.J. Milwe out on Sunday. Steve Sarkeesian only gets one official visit – or I'm sorry, one in-home visit. Um, that will be this next Sunday, this Sunday coming up. Um, and so we'll see kind of if Texas can swing back uh, and land a blow there. But I think this one's getting interesting coming down the stretch. A question for you that I think you would have a little bit better perspective on. Let's say they don't get Devin Brown in this 2022 class. How do they kind of you know manage the portal? Um, and do you think they jump on a guy early or kind of wait and see what their options are? Or do you think they, they stick with Casey Thompson and Hudson Card? What, what's your perspective on that? I feel like if the right guys in the portal, they'll jump on him. And I think, you know, if Kyle McCord is that guy, or if, obviously I think if Quinn Ewers is in the portal, he could be that guy as well. Um, you know, there's there are a few other names. I'm really watching to see what happens with Jackson Dart at USC. Um, and, and if that's a guy that Lincoln Riley wants to try to keep around, I know there's been some rumors there. Um, you know, if – Caleb Williams transfers to USC or or Rattler ends up at USC or something. Does Jackson Dart want out at that point? Uh, that's interesting. That's the interest, the very interesting one to me. I think that's the domino that if it goes, I could see Texas getting really aggressive with. Um, they're not going to take a guy just to take a guy, but I do think they want another body in that room to compete in the in the spring. Um, and then maybe we'll you know we'll see where it goes from there but uh i yeah i think uh i think they're kind of being choosy at this point in time um with with their quarterback options um all right let's uh let's move on to our game picks guy frazier will not be joining us today he says he's a little under the weather um so we have we have received his picks um we have them in front of us here i've got the games if you are listening on the podcast we are going to come back after a visit uh from our sponsors this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get into these game picks. Nick, last week, a disastrous week for yours truly. One in four four loss. I don't have the – actually, I do have – I think I have the games in front of me. Uh, Let's see. We had – uh, you know what? I can't remember them. All I can remember is I won one of them. Uh, it was a bad week. What does one and four put me at in our race here? That puts you at four and six. Um, let's see. Guy last week went four and two. That puts him at seven and four. And I'm not entirely sure what I had last week because I don't remember our games. <laughs> okay. We'll have to go back and consolidate the records yeah. after this. Um, I know that, well, I know one of them was Alito Sock, and you doubled on Alito. That's for sure. I remember so that that's, happening. That's two down. Um, actually, you know what? If you give me a second here. I have it right here, out. actually. Okay. Uh, I had Duncanville, 1-0. I did not get Westfield, so 1-1. One one. I got Colleyville Heritage, 2-1. Uh, doubled down on Alito and lost, 2-3. and three. And then – I picked uh, Chapel Hill last week to go three and two. So I was at three and two last week, which puts me at five and six. No, 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 no. You were at three and three. You're right. I was at three and three. So that puts me at five and seven. So I, uh, you are at four and six. I'm at five and seven. Guys at seven and four. So that was rough, rough week for all of us. Um, yeah. And a rough week for your Heath Hawks uh, losing to Tom Bob Memorial. Well, just a quick story time for the pod here. Oh, um, boy. I covered the first game at, at the Star on Friday, and it was Denton Geyer in a in a dog fight against Byron Nelson in a game nobody expected to be a dog fight. And then Nick showed up, and I was just talking about man, you know, Geyer's like really like <laughs> Nelson pushed him to the limit. And Nick was like, "So what you're saying is like he's got a way easier path to state now?" And I said, "Nick, they got to make it to see Geyer first." <laughs> and lo and behold, they could not get by Tomball Memorial that or, uh just Tomball High. Just Tomball, just Tomball just High. Tom Ball high. Um, so rough rough week for old Nick. He was down bad after the game. Down horrendous. I was uh I was sitting there interviewing Deltrick Madison actually after the game and I had the computer right next to me just kind of watching out of the corner of my eye and that's when the game just kind of sealed its fate. And you can almost hear my tone in the interview just change. It's it was bad night, bad night. Rough day for Nick, who earlier this year was talking about the possibility of two Rockwall teams making a state run. So all your teams are dropping, Nick. You've only got like 10 left that you can really <laughs> your hat on. Hey, I'm putting all my faith into the Chapel Hill Bulldogs now out of 4AD1. Uh, that's where I went to elementary school. That's where a lot of my family is from. A lot of my family was on that 1989 state championship team when they beat A&M Consolidated. So let's go, dogs. 
Hey, Jeff, uh, Jeff Reardon's an awesome dude. I Absolutely. Love nothing, nothing more than to see Chapel Hill win, win state. All right, let's jump into these game picks this week. Uh, we will start with the big one. Uh, it is a massive week of, of high school games. Obviously, regional final weekend is always like that. This is the name brand game of the week. I mean, it is as as Texas high school football big school as it gets. As Allen will take on South Lake Carroll in the uh, in the regional final, uh, two p.m. Saturday, Denton Apogee Stadium at North, on North Texas campus. Uh, Allen eleven two South Lake comes in an undefeated thirteen and zero. But Allen is rounding into great form at this point. I'm going to do my best guy impression here to both host the pick <laughs> and um, and also give me the give you the pick first. Allen is rounding into great form. I mean, they pulverized their competition last week up, up against Trinity. Um, you know, they they they're really starting to play kind of like how we anticipated them to play. South Lake Carroll. Still being South Lake Carroll, though. I mean, they what they did to Louisville last week with Louisville coming out off of an impressive win over Arlington Martin. I thought I think both these teams are cooking. Here's the the potential things I'm looking for. Allen has, in my opinion, the advantage on both front lines. I think they've got a better offensive line. I think they've got a better defensive line. If they can, if if those lines can impose their will, I think Allen can pull the upset here. I'm picking South Lake Carroll. I, I, I it wouldn't surprise me at all to see Allen with the upset. I'm picking South Lake Carroll for the reason of, I think that they've just got a little more firepower. I think they will be able to withstand kind of those front lines, and. If Allen had a guy, I love Jordan Tyson. I think he's awesome, their receiver. I love Jalen Jenkins. If they had another guy who just scared the, the daylights out of you as an offensive playmaker, I would probably roll with Allen here. I just – I think it's going to be a good one. I think it's going to be a classic, but I got South Lake Carroll. Yeah, you mentioned a name brand game. This is Coke versus Pepsi, Netflix versus Hulu, Apple Music versus Spotify, you name it. Allen versus South Lake Carroll, two of the biggest 6A names in the state of Texas for, you know, much of the last one to two decades. So um, this is a, this is a lot of fun and, and being played uh, at UNT's Apogee Stadium. Um, really cool venue, especially for a high school playoff game. I'm going to roll with South Lake Carroll as well. Um, you know, you did mention Allen has been on a tear here in the playoffs. You know, I figured U.S. Trinity would give them a game last week. That didn't happen. U.S. Trinity actually beat them last year in the playoffs, and um, they, they didn't stand a chance last week. And Allen has been rolling through opponents. They look much different than they did in the regular season. But the difference here is South Lake Carroll's looked like this all season. So I'm going to take the Dragons. I think they move on. You know, I feel I feel pretty good about their chances to make it back to Arlington as well. Yeah, that, I mean, that was my state pick, so um, I'm going to go with them. And uh, Guy's also going with the Dragons as well, so three of us. All right, let's move on to our second game of the week, uh, Saturday night, 7 p.m. at the Ford Center in Frisco at a game I'll be at. Nick, I guess you'll give us your uh, your schedule here in a bit. I don't know where you're going to be Saturday. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, Nick will be there as well. Duncanville, DeSoto. South Dallas is going to be out and about in Frisco this weekend with the doubleheader at the star. We don't have the other game on the schedule, but just for you guys to be aware, 2 p.m., we've got Sock versus Lovejoy, 7 p.m., Duncanville DeSoto. It's going to be wild in Frisco Saturday night. Um, Duncanville 11-1, DeSoto 11-2. I think a lot of people, including me last week, left DeSoto for dead. Um may have said, you know, this Westfield team's a tough team. We're worried they're going to punch him in the mouth. Maybe DeSoto can't answer. And DeSoto, 
really went out there and put out a dominant win against the Westfield team. I was thoroughly impressed with. Um, and they and they get their chance to avenge one of their losses on the season. I was at Duckyville DeSoto in the regular season. Uh, DeSoto jumped out to an early lead in that game, and then the Duncanville defense just kind of did its thing. Here's what I'm looking for. I, from what I was told last week, Matt Allen, the DeSoto quarterback, went out of the game in the second half. DJ Bailey, their young star, came in and really tore it up. I want to see who – if they roll with DJ Bailey a little more. If they do, I think maybe something's there. I, I love the the offensive uh, weapons for DeSoto. Uh, Jonte Cook and, and Boogie Johnson and all those – you know, even Jalen Bean. Um, they've got a lot of guys. They've got a good front line. They run the ball well. They do all those things you want to see. And I think DeSoto's defense often gets way underrated. Um, they've got a lot of team speed. They've got a playmaker in Devin Bobby in the back end. Uh, they've got some guys up front, including Caleb Mitchell, the Texas offer. I think that they get that they get overlooked a lot. I'm going with the Panthers, and here's why. That defense, I've seen a lot of Duncanville teams. That defense last week is as good that we saw against a good spring team, a spring team with weapons and guys that could play was as suffocating as any Duncanville game I've ever seen, uh, a Duncanville defense I've ever seen. I, I don't love the Duncanville offense, um, but I like it enough paired with that Duncanville defense. So um, I'm going to go with the Panthers here. Um. This is an interesting one uh, just because this is the same regional final we had last year. Um, you know, a, a really heated rivalry down there in, in South Dallas. Um, quick story. You gave me the opportunity to talk about DJ Bailey here, the 2024 quarterback at DeSoto. So I'm going to. I was at a seven on seven tournament back in, I believe, early April uh, in Durant, Oklahoma, put on by our good friends out of C4 and, and Sean Cooper. They do a great job training guys in the Texoma area. Uh, but they were putting on a seven on seven tournament in Durant, Oklahoma. And uh, there were about eight teams, and sure enough, DJ Bailey was there, uh, quarterbacking a team with kids I had never heard of before. I was, it was kind of a, you know, like a ragtag group of kids down in the South Dallas area. I was like, okay, cool. You know, we'll be able to see DJ Bailey spin it a little bit, but you know, as far as like, you know, longevity and, and the and the bracket here today, because there were some good teams. You know, I don't feel like maybe they'll they'll make it deep. DJ Bailey led them to to win that tournament by himself. Uh, he was throwing dots all day long. He might be undersized if you look at him and you're like, oh, this is, you know, this is the kid you're talking about. But watch him throw the football. He's really, really talented. If he gets the start on Saturday against Duncanville, I'm intrigued. But I think either way, Duncanville wins this game. That defense, like you said, is one of the best that they've had in recent years. And, you know, before before last Saturday night when they played spring, I wasn't quite sold on uh, Duncanville, but I'm sold now. Um, that defense is really, really good. And what's impressive is they're still really young. Um, they're, they're not going to graduate a lot of talent on that defense this year. Uh, you have 2023 guys uh, like Deldrick Madison, uh, 2024 guys like Colin Simmons on the defensive line and uh, Kadavian Dotson back in the secondary. And I know I'm missing a couple of others, too, but it's a who's who in that secondary uh, of talent. So. I'm going to take Duncanville. I think that uh, defense is just going to overwhelm them. All right. Um, so, and uh, let me go to Guy's pick here. One sec. I believe he picked Duncanville as well. Um, yes, he picked Duncanville as well. Okay. Um, so we're we're all in agreement through the first two games. Let's go to the third. Uh, the regional final Friday night, 7 p.m. at Waco's McLean Stadium in uh, on the campus of Baylor. 
12 and 1 Denton Ryan will face 13 and 0 College Station. Uh, both teams coming in, coming off. Uh, well, College Station had the convincing win against Frisco Lone Star in round two. A little tighter game against Frisco Wakeland that I don't think anybody really expected in round three. Ryan, um, again, a, a big win in round two. And then, uh, Nick, I think you were there. Longview pushed them to the limit in round three. So both teams coming off a little shaky of a game. Um, this has been – everybody's been trying to see who's going to stop College Station. Could Denton Ryan do it? I think they have the defense to do it. Uh, absolutely. Um the question for me is what can Denton Ryan do offensively? Can they establish the run game? Uh, can Kalen Davis make the throws he needs to make to keep that ball moving down the field? I don't know. And all week long, you know, I have a hard time betting against Ryan. I really do. Every time I do, it seems to burn me, and I don't do it a lot. That said, I'm going to take College Station. Um I, it's it was it's been a back and forth discussion for me. I'm going to take College Station, and I got to do it. I'm going to double it oh. uh, on College Station. I've got to make a move here this week. Um, I, I I sure that uh, the sons of Ryan will make me regret this at some point. But yeah, I'm going to go with the Cougars. Well, Mike, I'm in the boat with you. I'm doubling down on College Station. They were my state championship pick. Um, you know, I, I, despite, you know, just a 10-point win over Frisco Wakeland last week, I still feel pretty confident that um, this College Station team is going to be the one to do it. So, um, yeah, give me the Cougars. All right. And I think Guy uh, is picking the Cougars as well uh, with a uh, – with just a uh, – no, no double, just a single. Um, all right. Uh, our fourth game uh, in Friday at Lufkin's Abe Martin Stadium, 7.30 p.m., the 12-0 Texarkana, Texas High Tigers uh, taking on the 11-2 Crosby uh, Cougars. Crosby's the Cougars, maybe? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. We'll just go with it. How about that? Um, yes. Uh, in a game that I believe is a rematch of last year, Crosby, I think, shocked Texas High early in their run to a state final. Um this was a game we were originally going to go to. We called a late audible uh, and are going to do something different. But uh, I really like what Jerry Stanford's squad has been doing throughout the playoffs. I picked Texas high to win the region. Crosby is a team that nobody wants to see. They're nasty. They show up and they bust brackets. Um, but I like what Texas high has, man. I like, I love Brayson McHenry at quarterback, Braylon Stewart at running back, what they've got on defense with guys like Derek Brown, the Texas commit. Um, I, I think they're going to get it done. I think that they are on a on a path of a little bit of destiny here. So give me those Texas High Tigers over uh, Crosby. Man, this is a this is kind of a swing game. I feel like it could go either way. Uh, you know, Texas High has looked really good. Uh, Crosby made it to the five A Division two state championship last year, and you know was able to get out of this region unscathed. Uh, and they've looked pretty good for most of the year. Their two losses are to a defending state champion in Carthage and uh, Manville, who is, you know, a, a classification above them. Um, and they were able to keep that game pretty close. So uh, this one's tough. Um, I think I'm just going to pick Crosby just so we have a little bit of parity here um, and, uh, you know, a little bit of excitement this week. I, I want to take Texas high, but, again, I just feel like this is a, a coin flip game. Um, it's kind of hard to predict. I'm just going to take Crosby. All right. Um, and I believe Guy is – we keep getting texts in our group, um, so I keep losing the thing. Uh, he is picking Crosby as well. 
you hate to see it. Guy, <laughs> thought you were a Texas high supporter. Um, all right, our fifth and final game of the week, Thursday night at Victoria's Memorial Stadium, 7 p.m. Uh, man, the game everyone's been looking for in this classification, 13-0 Shiner, 13-0 Refurio. Uh, it's a banger every time these two teams meet up. I I don't know what Refurio's got. I know they're reloading with a little bit of younger talent. Shiner, of course, comes back with that dominant state title team they had last year, led by Doug Brooks and Dalton Brooks. I, I'm going to pick this game on one reason and one reason only. Shiner has the most fantastic helmets in the sport of football. Um, <laughs> and Doug Brooks is a ton of fun to watch. Give me the Comanches uh, in this one. Um, I'm actually going to change my pick on the last game. Can I do that? You're going back to T high. I'm going to pick T high. I, I feel a little, I feel a little bit more confident in T high. Um, no, you, you heard guy was picking Crosby and you're trying to make a move. Maybe, maybe not. I'm just going to pick T high. How about that? I don't, maybe I won't explain my reasoning. Um, going back to this game, Shiner and Refurio, I'm looking at both of their schedules right now, and there's a lot of goose eggs. Uh, both of these defenses are really strong. I was at this game last year at the Alamo Dome uh, in the regional final as well, um, and that was just a rock fight. I think it ended up being like 1917. Shiner pulled it out at the end, uh, something crazy like that. Uh, this one I will be at on Thursday night down in Victoria. Really, really pumped for it. I think it's going to be one of the better games I see all year, as it was last year. Um, man, I've been going back and forth on this. Um, I'm going to pick Refurio here. Um, they have, you know, a little. They're on a redemption run, and Shiner is a key part of that redemption run. Um, and uh, you know, they've been the story program in the last decade in, the, in this classification. I think they finally get over this hump and beat Shiner. I'm taking uh, Refurio. All right, and Guy will be taking Shiner. That's it for our game picks. Uh, Nick, quickly, because my food just got delivered and it's sitting on my plate. Who did you see last week? Uh, let's see. Last week, going back through my schedule, um, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving night, uh, me and Guy Frazier made, our, made the trip down to Longview to see Dangerfield and West Rusk. Uh, Dangerfield is home to 2024 athlete offer, but more so secondary offer. Um, Aaron Hampton, man, he was really, really fun in that game. He played on both sides of the ball. Um, it was really, really impressive in coverage. Um, when they put the ball in his hands on offense, he was, you know, finding ways to score. Really, really impressed with Aaron Hampton. Um, saw him actually at that same seven-on-seven -seven tournament in Durant, Oklahoma, uh, back in April. Um, and looking at him now, his body is really starting to develop. He's starting to grow and mature. Uh, I'm excited for uh, Aaron Hampton's future at Dangerfield. Dangerfield was able to pull that one out in the second half, uh, pulled away, I believe, 150-28 to 28 over an undefeated West Rusk team. Uh, and then on Friday um, – Let's see. I, I have a Lido sock on my schedule, but that's not where I went Friday afternoon. Where did I go Friday? Oh, Denton Ryan and Longview. Uh, went to Denton Ryan and Longview at Mesquite Memorial Stadium. Checking in with uh, five-star Anthony Hill at uh, Denton Ryan. Um, five-star Jalen Hale at Longview. Uh, there's, you know, it was a who's who of guys on that field, and those were the two standout names. Um, it was kind of – Denton Ryan was in control the entire game. But Longview made it really, really interesting in the fourth quarter. Uh, I believe they were down 30, uh, 33 to 14 and then came back and pulled to within 36, 33 before the end of the game. It was something around, you know, that uh, that uh, that area. Uh, and Longview had a chance to win it at the end of the game, but they went four and out and weren't able to capitalize. But a really fun playoff game that was much different than when those two teams played in week one and didn't Ryan 140 to seven. So, you know, shout out to Longview. They put up a, a really good fight. Um 
Then Friday night, uh, me and Guy Frazier went out to Alvarado to see Marlon and Toler. Marlon is home to 2023 Edge offer Darian Gullett. And boy, he was one of the uh, the most fun recruits I've uh, I've seen this year. Um, he plays on both sides of the ball as well, being a two-way school, most of those schools do. Uh, but he's just a large, large presence. He's clearly different from everybody else at that level. Uh, he has over 1,000 receiving yards. I believe he's up over 500 rushing yards this year as well. Uh, he's doing it all for Marlon. And they're kind of on a Cinderella run here in the playoffs. It's been really fun to watch. They were able to beat undefeated Toller. They're moving on to the regional final. And then uh, on Saturday night, I went and saw Duncanville and Spring. Um, and again, we've talked about it already, but that Duncanville defense is, was really, really impressive. But I do want to point out one guy, Kadavian Dotson. Um, I mean, I knew he was a, a stiff guy on that defense, but man, I was really impressed with what I saw from him last Saturday. And Colin Simmons was probably my player of the game if I had to pick one uh, last week. The 2024 defensive lineman was doing everything to disrupt Bishop Davenport, the Utah State quarterback commit for Spring. Um, it was really impressive to see him play. Pause. Um, what do you? What did I say? Uh, a stiff guy. Uh, Nick, <laughs> uh, what do you have uh, this week? Uh, this week on uh, Thursday, uh, heading down to Victoria, as I said, to see Shiner and Refurio. Uh, Shiner is home to uh, 2023 uh, athlete offer Dalton Brooks, but he's starting to project as more of a safety. Um, we'll kind of see how that shakes out over the course of the next year. Uh, but excited to see him again. Saw them in a scrimmage against Lowling earlier in the year. Uh, and uh, it was actually kind of funny. I went and saw that scrimmage, and then the next day on Twitter, um, I, I got on Twitter, and there was a huge like viral video going around of this um, uh, like 18-wheeler that was carrying a, a windmill blade in Lowling, Texas, and a train hit it, and it was just the most chaotic thing I had ever seen, but apparently it happened like right after I was there, so uh, hopefully nothing crazy happens when I go see Shiner again tomorrow, but uh, going to see Shiner against Refurio, again, really excited for that game. On Friday, uh, I'm heading out to the boot. I am seeing uh, Warren Easton uh, and uh, Monroe Neville in Monroe. I am really excited about this one. It's a state semifinal out in Louisiana. Warren Easton is home to commit Ronald uh, Lewis. Uh, goes by Champ Lewis. He's the corner. Um, and then they also have an offer out to Wallace Foster, a 2024 corner, who is one of the more impressive guys I've seen all year. And then on the Monroe Neville side, they have two really impressive uh, defensive linemen uh, led by Lance Hurd, uh, who has a Texas offer in the 2023 class. So we'll be able to see some Texas targets on both sides of the ball as well. That is my tentative plan, but I, I'm pretty sure that's where I'm going to end up on Friday. And then on Saturday, doing the doubleheader at the Star, really excited for it. Ali, uh, excuse me, Sock and Lovejoy in the afternoon. And then Duncanville DeSoto at night. I mean, those are self-explanatory. Those are both going to be a lot of fun, really good crowds. I'm really looking forward to that. That's really great news that you're going to be at both games because that means one of us can be on the field and the other can be in the booth. Um, yes, facts. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, quickly, because I also just got a low battery on my uh, computer here and my charger's in the other room. Um, last week, Friday, I went and saw Sock stun Alito uh, at Mansfield's Newsom Stadium. Really fun game. It's awesome to see the run Sock is on right now. Uh, you know, they're, they're looking to keep it up this week. I am Guy and I are bound to Sock for the remainder of the playoffs. We've been at every one of their playoff games, and their coaches have told us they will murder us if we uh, don't show up. So, uh, Sock uh, so that'll give you a hint on where I'm going Saturday, Sock and uh, Lovejoy. Friday night, I did see Lovejoy uh, in, in their game. And, 
Oh, take down Mansfield Timberview. I was blanking on who they played. Um, in a really fun back and forth game where Lovejoy a little beat up, but still that, you know, well-coached team, very tough. Uh, they came through. Peyton Pierce was the guy that that really kind of did it all. I think a guy that is very much on Texas' radar. And then Saturday at the Star, got to see Denton Geyer and Byron Nelson. Geyer's a lot of fun, man. They got a lot of dudes. The Bowen brothers are awesome, Eli and Peyton Bowen. Um, Peyton Bowen I was, for me, the, the best player I saw on the weekend. And, uh, you know, talking to him afterwards, he doesn't have too much interest in Texas. I think that they need to do everything they can uh, to remedy that and, and and try to get in with him. And then Saturday night, um, got to see Duncanville and uh, in spring. Like we mentioned, that Duncanville defense is nasty. Echo all your thoughts on Kadavian Dots and Colin Simmons and all those guys. So uh, we'll see kind of how it holds up this week. All right, Nick, anything to add before we get out of here today? Um, I just want to add, everybody's throwing out their Spotify wrapped on uh, Twitter. Hey, if, if our lovely podcast, which is very poorly rated, it made it onto your Spotify wrapped, go ahead and tweet it out, tag us. That'll automatically get a retweet and maybe a follow out of me if you're lucky. So, Is um, our podcast poorly rated? Yeah, very poorly rated. On By Spotify? Me. No, oh. I'm, just, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, tweet out uh, your Spotify rap if, if uh, any of our Horns 24-7 podcasts made it on there. So um, we'll show you some love if y'all show us some love. Absolutely. All right. Thank you to Nick Harris. Thanks usually to Guy Frazier, but he's not here. Thanks to Taylor Estes for uh, making this whole thing work. Uh, for Nick, I'm Mike Roach. We'll see you guys next week. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.